Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. What 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 is happening? <laughs> Thank you as always for listening. We try to make your life a little bit better every time you join us. Because you know what, fitness does not have to be boring. And right now you're listening to one of our talk episodes in which Bobby and I, perhaps unsurprisingly, talk. So let's hit the club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby's not okay today. I'm not sure what's happened. He's had several coffees. Um, but if you're at the club listening to Fit to Talk Music, I'm very proud of you and please film it. But also, And I hope you all went, oh, yay! <laughs> but we have a topic for you today. We do. We're going straight in there with a topic. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no chat. No chat. No chat. We'll have some chat. Yeah, how are some you? Chat. I'm, I'm very well. How are you? Other than having had too many coffees. Yeah, no, I've not even had enough coffee. I think that's probably the problem. I'm fantastic today. I'm mm. having a good hair day. Are you? <laughs> I'm having one of those days where you go, I did my hair well today. Fantastic. I mean, it, off, off the topic of that, I did buy some new hair product the other day and it has made me feel a whole lot better about my hair. What was it? Uh, it's Sea Salt Mud. Oh. It's from Murdoch. I like their stuff. It's, uh, Excellent. Yeah. it's, it's you, nice. know that, you know people use like salt spray to style so, their yeah, hair? Yeah, so I was using that, but it didn't quite give me the like... Doesn't hold work. that I need. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, work. this is <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> this is a weird episode already. Yeah. And we love it. Moving on uh, from hair styling products that Bobby and I use. <laughs> Stefan, you are having a very good hair day. I actually I'm now admiring it. It does look lovely. It's because my I'm back straight onto this topic. Yeah. The the barber I normally go to was away and he'd got his like cousin in to cover him from mm. a different barber shop and he did it and it was so much better. <gasps> oh, so now I'm going to have to find the other oh, one. No. Although he said it was in Guildford. Oh. I was like, well, I'm not going there. Yeah, no, that seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, but that's what you get when you get cheap haircuts like me. So um, <laughs> You want to go to Jack Strike. That's the that's how you, you want. You love them, don't you? I've never well, been. I will I will go. It's He's a legend. I will go. He's a legend. Cutter's Yard. There we go. Big Cut, Cutter's Yard. Big Jack Strike. Jack Strike. What a cool name. He sounds like a superhero. He is. Um, I want to talk about meal plans. Ugh. <sighs> I know. And you know what? People listening to this, hopefully, if you've tuned into this episode without knowing what the hell is coming, then you might have the same thing. And uh, for probably really good reason. But we should mention what the hell they are first to anyone that doesn't know. Well, yeah. I mean, quite. we, we get asked this a lot. We get asked about meal plans as personal trainers a lot because basically people want to be told exactly what to eat. That's a meal plan is us going, this is the exact meal you should be eating. This is the exact food you should be eating. This is the exact time it should be eating. Yeah. It's like the most regimented way of us telling you what to eat. Yeah. Literally on paper, a perfect example of the macros you need to be getting in. And as Bobby said, what you should eat and when. And whilst this might sound amazing, and actually I think every single client I've had has mentioned this in some way, either because it's come up naturally in conversation or has come in with the expectation that they would mm. be getting a meal plan. And that's why I think we need to address this and say right off the bat that it's one of the worst dietary strategies that you could possibly have. Yes. Yeah. But alongside that, just like before and after pictures, 
they are really easy to market to people and really easy to sell. And so by choosing not to provide that to people, some people feel like they might be missing out or not getting their money's worth from me. I don't know if you feel the same, Bobby, yeah. as a personal trainer, because I'm not providing them with this. And I often have to explain why. And that is a choice. It would be so easy for me to knock up a meal plan for you. It would literally not take me that long. Um, but it's a choice. I don't want to give you that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is, again, comes from the way that you and I like to work with our clients. We we like to work on a very long-term basis on us helping our clients over the long term rather than like really short, really immediate goals. And I think with meal plans, what they are for, for PTs who do provide them, which in parentheses, a lot of personal trainers that shouldn't be and aren't legally allowed to supply mm-hmm. them. The That's majority. Is what the majority. That is, a, that is another point. But it's for, for those personal trainers, it's a wonderful hook because you're essentially locking people into that way of eating. They need you. They need you. They rely on you. And that's not something that you and I have ever wanted to push with our with our clients. Is it I think for us it's about creating an overall lifestyle and about education. And I think the biggest my biggest personal problem with um with meal plans is the lack of education that they provide. You are very simply just given what you need to be doing. Exactly. Now, when when we mention this, it, it might sound really, really obvious, but when you get that meal plan, yes, you, you could follow it. But the simple fact is, you know, that is a mathematical calculation on a piece of paper and human behavior does not work like that. So people don't follow it. I can give you, Bobby, if I gave you 12 weeks now of perfect eating for the next 12 weeks, exactly what you should eat, when you should eat it, do you think it would even be possible for you to follow that? I'm I'm not even joking when I say that I would have failed by the end of today. Me too. If you get a program saying, okay, now three um, tablespoons of uh, peanut butter at intervals throughout the day uh, in order to get some healthy fat in at those appropriate times, four gram crackers, like whatever it might be, it's just not natural. And realistically, it's ridiculous to think that humans will follow that behavior and have some kind of healthy opinion about it or lifestyle around it. Real life shifts, right? Your your yeah. life changes every day, and the demands of it change every day, and your diet should as well. Absolutely, you can't you can't live with such extreme restrictions to your life because it's only it's only going to end in a world of misery. <laughs> Precisely, but that doesn't mean you're sacrificing your goals when you're making these decisions. Because as you just said, like um, you know that level of restriction, you can still work within what your goals are. But you, let's say you're a performer, as you know, a lot of performers listen to this and you have shows that day. If you have two shows on that day and you've been to the gym in the morning, you're going to need to eat more than on other days. Now, your meal plan might take that into account, but it might not take into account that your body's doing something a little bit different that day. So when you feel a certain craving for something, and I I mean a craving rather than hunger, that craving usually comes from a place that your body is missing out on something. And that's the easiest thing to mess up when you're writing a meal plan is to not know how, quite how that body's working with regards to all the micronutrients that they need and in what order. And there's no flexibility for that 
um, shift in that person's behavior. If you're going, oh God, I just really want some broccoli. Well, there's no broccoli in your meal plan for the next three weeks because you're eating the same thing over and over and over again. And actually your body's telling you, you need this thing. Mm. Or it might be going, I'm really craving some lemonade. And it might be because you need some of the nutrients that are in a lemon, like whatever it might be. There's no flexibility for that. And that leads you away from health. Yeah. And we're also, we're humans. Like the more you restrict us, the more we're going to fight that restriction. 100%. If you say to me, for example, you can't eat chocolate. All I want to do is eat chocolate. Like the thing with the thing with meal plans is because they're so restrictive, there's just so many better ways that you could achieve the same goal. You could achieve the same goal in a much better way for you mentally, a better way for you physically, and a better way for you nutritionally. So really my whole thing is why would you want a meal plan when there's far safer, more sustainable ways to do it? Precisely. And we don't do that. If you didn't get that from this, we don't do <laughs> I that. I think we've made that fairly clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's the, as you said, the far safer, it leads to disordered eating. Mm. And now I'm not throwing that in there casually, but there are people who can follow this. They do exist. It's not impossible. It's implausible, but they do exist. And those people are people with a history of disordered eating or bodybuilders or bikini competitors or physique yeah. competitors. And that's realistically the same thing. You know, if you are able to put that diet as the most important thing in your life, i.e. that meal plan, what's been written on that piece of paper for you is the most important thing in your life that nothing else will change because of what's on that paper. I would suggest that as far as having a balanced, healthy life, your priorities are wrong. You're now sacrificing every other pillar of wellness that we would speak about from that social environmental work or all of those things. Plus also all of the enjoyment of food is gone. And now sometimes rebalancing that for people into uh, the idea that food is there for fuel rather than just enjoyment can be can be positive, mm. but not entirely. It's one of the few aspects of life that is genuinely joyous for a lot of people. Yeah. Again, I think ask yourself, why, why are you doing it? Like, why are you putting yourself through that? Why? Mm. I think this is, I always try and come back to this question. Why are you doing this? Yeah, that is a good question. And, and something that you ask clients at the start, you want to know what their motivation is because you might need to reframe that for people. Mm. Quite often that aesthetic goal that comes up, mm. you know, you go, Oh, oh I, I want to, you know, look as shredded as possible. Like, Okay, but when you see that cover of the magazine, that person looked like that just for that day and they were miserable. Mm. You know, when you go, okay, I'm trying to sustain this long term, what does that actually look like? And are you willing to make those sacrifices? And there are a lot of sacrifices. A lot. Usually the answer is no. So let's try and find something healthy that fits with you that you'll also be happy with. And the main issue, I think, that comes from a meal plan is something you alluded to right at the start, Bobby, is that people don't learn anything from it. So, for instance, you're doing a maths exam at school, right? You got, it was a seven mark question and you got one mark if you got the answer right. And the other six marks were for showing your work. Mm. And that's exactly the point. So us going, hey, eat this thing for the next 12 weeks and during that time you'll get shredded. You will, if you manage, if you manage to have the most miserable life for those 12 weeks and follow that thing perfectly, you will, as long as it's been written well, you will get the outcome that you're after. But you've learnt nothing. Yeah. 
And actually, it's totally separate to your pre-existing diet. And what will happen is you will go back either really, really quickly or over a period of a month or two to your previous diet. And then you're in the same situation you were anyway. So it doesn't actually matter. It's more important how you get those answers. And that nutrition is specific to you. And that's what your personal trainer and nutrition coach should be providing is nutrition that's specific to you. Like try to figure it out one step at a time. Absolutely. It's It's such a personal thing. It's such a unique thing to you and who you are, nutrition. And... Education is, education is the most important thing. This is something that you and I strive for a lot is we, we want to help our clients learn how to manage their own nutrition. It's about intuitive eating. It's about, we track calories for a certain period of time. So we we become aware of the, the, the calories that we need, the nutri- nutrients we need. It's about finding that awareness, developing those skills, developing those tools in our toolkit to then live a great lifestyle, live a, live a happy lifestyle with balance and meal plans stand in the face of all of that. Exactly. And I know that it sounds like just we're, we're bashing something, uh, which we are. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, but just know that it does feel a, a little bit like we're, you know, chopping off a limb here in the same way as with before and after pictures, it actually can sort of be a little disservice to us that we don't provide this because people believe that there's inherent value. So we are trying to do this in order to to stand on our soapbox and go, hey, there is a there is a better way and a healthier way to do this. Yeah. So we want to provide those better ways of doing it. And one thing that I am really, really, really passionate about is working at your pre-existing diet and changing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So going, okay, looking at what you ate this week, you you know, you might see that somebody's gone to McDonald's three times on there. Instead of saying, you can't go to McDonald's anymore, because that's not going to work. They're going to restrict that and then binge. That at some yeah. point, they're going to go back to McDonald's. You want to change one thing. You look at it and go, okay, well, you actually need to get more uh, protein in here, or, or you need to get more healthy fats or fiber or green veg, whatever it might be. You know, whatever that person needs, you go, okay, I want you to try and get in every day this much of that that thing, if possible. Mm. Add it. So instead of taking something away, you add it to the diet. Now, of course, they might still be aiming for a certain calorie total. So some shifts are going to happen, and they'll make sacrifices that they're willing to make. Yeah. And then you add, let's say it's green veg. They weren't getting enough of that. Boom, okay, I want you to have, I'm not even going to be specific. I'm not even going to say have broccoli. Say green veg. Whatever one you want. Yeah add that in. Once that's in there in the diet, they'll know they might choose not to go to McDonald's one day because they haven't had their green veg yet. So in order to have the green veg, they're going to have to go home and cook. You've got success there. One of my favorite tips for people is go, okay, aim to drink 12 cups of water every day. And if they drink 12 cups of water every day, that deals with a lot of your symptoms of hunger. Absolutely. So when, are you actually hungry or are you thirsty? (laughs) Yeah. And and my tip always with this is First thing you do when you wake up, drink some water. Yes, that changed my diet, actually. Yeah. 
It's a huge thing. If the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is go and drink some water, that's going to have such a positive impact on so much of your day, on so much of your life. That sounds stupid. But I think when I true. when I heard this, it did sound a little strange to me. I didn't really know this was years ago, so I hadn't done any of the training I've done now, and it did sound stupid to me. And now I really notice if I don't mm. on a day, I'll go, I've, oh, I've had breakfast and I've had a mug of tea, but I didn't have the water very first thing, and I do feel a little less energized. My brain's a bit slower, and that is actually one of the outcomes. Yeah. So it's um, that's a lovely, lovely tip, but. I really think if you if you can piece together good to go back to the building blocks mm. idea, you add in, okay, there's more green veg. Okay, we fixed that issue. And then you go, okay, we're aiming for more protein. Oh, okay, we're aiming for the healthy fats from positive sources. Only adding those things when they've successfully made those things a part of their diet, yeah. then those changes happen one by one. And now that is more complicated. Yes. But nobody said this was easy. Absolutely. And I think the most important part of this is that we look at the diet as a whole. And I love what you're saying about these building blocks. And we want, we want to create a healthy diet. Don't You don't need to think about one meal on its own, one specific, this is a healthy meal, this is a healthy meal, this is an unhealthy meal. Forget that, that's not important. What is important is about creating an overall healthy diet. Now, what might happen if you were to get, say, a meal plan and you went off that meal plan, the second you go off that meal plan, you're thinking, oh, I've, I've screwed it up. Yeah. I'm now in an unhealthy place. I might as well give up. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't need you don't need to punish yourself. It doesn't need, there doesn't need to be a punishment if you if things go wrong. Things do go wrong. Life gets in the way. Like today, I don't know, we today we were slightly late for something and then we couldn't eat on time so we had to eat something else instead. Like I had a I had a bacon and avocado roll and now Sounds delicious. It was, deli- it was delicious. <laughs> but like it that if I was on a meal plan, that would be going off the meal plan, and I would be I would feel guilty for doing that. That doesn't need to be like that. Like uh, the way that we like to work and the the way that we think works best in general is by going okay. Well, we, we're flexible here. We're flexible. So we, yeah. let's look at. We've come to a point with our education where we can go. Okay, well, I've had that. So. Maybe I'll just slightly adjust what I do later in today, or I know I've got a show tonight, so maybe I won't do that. Maybe I'll carry on like I would and then think about it tomorrow. It doesn't, again, it doesn't need to be like looked as a day. You can look at it across a week. Like your body doesn't go, oh, today you've had this many calories over what you should have had. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing. I I, I have two points to come back with on that. Uh, First of all, that you're your nutrition, as you said, over a whole week, this is something I really like to apply with clients is your calorie intake for a day. It is important, but let's look at it as a weekly goal. Mm. And if you say, okay, I need to take in 19,000 calories over, over a week, or let's be real simple with this. It would be what, if you were looking at two and a half thousand calories per day times seven, can't bother to work that 17 and a half thousand. Uh, Probably yeah. seventeen and a half thousand <laughs> calories yes. over the week. Yes. If you smash down three and a half thousand calories one day, Okay, fine. Yeah. Like over the next couple of days, maybe pull it back a little bit yeah. and you're probably fine. Whereas if you go, okay, I've spent five days in my week and I've been bang on my calories. I've smashed it. Not going to worry about the weekend because I'm doing really well. And then you hit 4,000 calories on both of those days because of alcohol. Well, across your week, you're now 3,000 calories over. You're going to put on weight. Mm. Which, if that's your goal, amazing. But if it isn't, that's where you're picking up those numbers. <laughs> and I do wonder how helpful... <laughs> people actually think meal plans are? 
Well, I think meal plans from a personal training point of view, it's lazy. Mm. It's really lazy. This is the measure of a personal trainer. Look at their clients at the end of the program that they've done and see the results. And then see where they are a year later. Yeah. If that person is still healthy and happy and applying some of the things that they learnt, then they were with a good personal trainer, likely. Mm. If that person is struggling and has since uh, completely reverted or is now in a really negative headspace or has some form of disordered eating, which we see a little bit too often, then it's likely that the personal trainer was doing more harm than good. They've got them a short-term goal in order to further their business at the expense of that person's health. And realistically, our job is to make people healthier long-term. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And that's why we hate meal plans. Yeah. And if a personal trainer ever suggests to you meal plans... Question it. Question it. Say why. I would prefer to work on this a different way. Yeah. Uh, I think we should name this episode Why We Hate Meal Plans. (laughs) (laughs) We have gone in on the meal plan bashing, but... uh, I stand you know by what? it. I stand by it, yeah. I, I, I don't like to bash things on the podcast. I don't like to shut things down, but I do feel like meal plans are not the answer. There's so many better ways. And I, and it's in, it is interesting that we are kind of, that we have been conditioned into thinking that a meal plan is something we should get from a personal trainer. And it's interesting that you said that a lot of people do come to you and say, yeah. I want a meal plan. And- because they're easy to knock up and yeah. you can market the hell out of them. So you're going, oh, that would be amazing because that would be, it's like if you were going for that maths test mm. and somebody said, hey, do you want all the answers? Yes, I do want all the answers. Excellent. Because I'll pass the test. But life isn't a test. There is no one point that you have to pass. It is a long-term thing. You actually need to know the information. You have to learn it. There isn't that, okay, on the, you've got a wedding on November the, the 7th and you want to look good for the wedding. Completely understand that. But what about looking good for the wedding and afterwards? Mm. Like it might take a tiny bit more thought from you in the process leading up to there, but you can still achieve those goals in the same amount of time. Yep. But also be healthy long term. Choose that one. Absolutely. Should we step off the soapbox? Uh, yeah, it's quite a high soapbox today. So yeah, you're afraid I'm of like, heights. Yeah, you? I am. It's <laughs> true. I am afraid of heights. I might have to like crawl off it. <laughs> D- jump into my arms. Okay. Can you cradle me? <laughs> All right. We'll finish I this episode. I want a gentle swing. With thanks. me cradling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for listening to us here on the Fit to Talk podcast as we rant about meal plans. If you enjoyed it or gained something from it, why don't you try something new? How about sharing the podcast on social media? might help us reach some new listeners. Absolutely. And if you fancy leaving us a review, we would love that. I've seen a couple of reviews recently and it really does help. does help some big things for us. So we've got some good stuff coming up. We've got some great episodes. Our next guest episode dropping on Monday, we have got the legend Maria Peach Coin. Oh, <laughs> yes. And it is a treat. It is a treat. It is an absolute treat. Uh, well, find more information about that and us on our Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. And as always, if you've got any questions, comments, anything at all, any secrets you want to share with us, please slip slide into those DMs. I'll be there being cradled by Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've been included in that. I think. Yeah. I feel great about You're in it. there cradling me. Thank you again for listening. If you like what you've heard, we've been fit to talk with me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. (laughs) 